Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. You tell me you missed the big speech. Yeah, I don't do anything anymore. (laughs) You missed the 10-minute Trump speech and the 10-minute response from two corpses staring staring into the camera together. What a weird display. I anticipate we'll get plenty of calls about that. And, uh, you know, no progress on the wall discussions, it sounds like. But more on that on uh, on Sunday to come as well as tonight. Uh, Welcome to the call-in show. If you are new, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show in the video description. You can hop in the Discord server, put your name in the roll call if uh, if you'd like to come in. Or call in, I should say. First come, first serve. I don't know. People who support the show maybe get priority. It's unclear who those people even are anymore. Again, as the Patreon stuff resolves itself, thanks for putting up with some of the, I don't know. We're, we're going to enforce our rules just like Patreon does on a one-by-one, a one-on-one basis. You know, if we like you, maybe we'll let you in. If not, I don't know. We'll figure it out as we go along. We thanks, have rules thanks, on the show, right? Thanks for uh, patience for putting up with that nonsense. Uh, try to go with two or three minute time limits if uh, Blonde feels up to the task of enforcing those too. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then uh, just hang out in the waiting one of the waiting rooms if you're waiting to get into the show. If you'd like to contribute uh, but you can't do it live, you can email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call and show question in the subject line. Try to keep those as concise as possible if you can for us, please. Uh, otherwise you can send us a brief video clip unlisted to YouTube. Send us the link, uh, keep it to a minute or less. We'll play the audio and respond to it on the show. got a couple questions, of course, at the end of the show to get to, and we'll take super chat, uh, through YouTube or Streamlabs every half hour. Other than that, them's the rules. I think let's, uh, let's hop into it. Constantine is up first. Hey, Constantine. Hello. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Well, uh, I was watching your video earlier. Good stuff. But it made me think about the absolute just political visionary of our age, uh, mm. Cortez. Just absolutely wonderful. And the points that they always make about, like, the tax brackets back in uh, the 50s and 60s and, um, you know, 40s and everything, like the most prosperous era of our nation. Funny because they always ignore the, the other laws at the time, their monetary policy, the immigration policies. But it sparked a question. Would you mm. be willing to return to the tax brackets of the 1950s if we could return to the immigration laws of the 1950s yeah sure would you trade um hmm. well it's difficult to say because as i understand or at least I've, as i've been told i'm not an expert on the topic but I'm, I'm also told that those tax rates were the effective tax rate was much much lower than the legal tax rate so nobody was paying this myth this 90 percent rate that's often cited uh, I guess the question is, what do I view as a bigger injustice? Let's say that 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 the effective tax rate was that uh, a tax rate that high in certain tax brackets, um, or basically the 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 near open borders status quo of immigration. Which one is a quicker way to kill your society? I th- I think they kind of go. I mean, especially in combination with the welfare state that we have now, I think that's more of a problem. 
like a more a quicker way to kill your society if I had to pick. But I don't think either one is just, to be honest. What do you think? I, I don't know. I think, especially considering the fact uh, I pretty, I'm, I'm not nowhere near the near the upper bracket of the tax. So I would take the immigration policy. And again, your country can weather economic stagnation. You can weather uh, recession. It can't weather millions upon millions of people absolutely just destroying, like basically taking your jobs. I, I know I'm all over the place here, but again, it can't weather a massive unskilled underclass coming to the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we were arguing just on like philosophy of whether, whether either one is just or not, maybe you can make a case on the taxation front. But if you're just arguing from a practical perspective about which one is more dangerous to that overall health of your country, I think I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was interesting because I've been seeing this argument from the left for years, but I think it's funny. They want to bring back this one thing, but just ignore the social climate, the immigration policy, the monetary policy, because that, that is just race. That is just, you know, evil. Yeah. It's hilarious to watch them stumble around that when you ask them about that. That's just. Yeah. Well, yeah. Remember when they used to say like, oh, Mitt Romney wants to go back to the 1950s in terms of like, I don't know, relationships between men and women and sort of social policy and those sorts of things. But when it comes to taxation, they love to go back to the 1950s. Fair yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's uh, but I suppose I'll leave you here. Uh, so see you guys next All week. Right, thank you, man. Bye. Gosh, he's always outer. He's out. Outer. He's always out quicker then I can move him. He's out of here so fast. Very polite, that Constantine. Deadeye guy's up next. Let's see if I can find him. We've got so many people hanging out in the server tonight. Holy cow. I can hardly find everybody. Deadeye guy, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind? Uh, well, real quick, a lot of good news coming out for us uh, uh, Minnesota fans. We got yeah, uh, Blonde, did you hear out of Chicago. Vic Fangio's going to Denver and Kevin Stefanski is staying in Minnesota. Can you believe it? Big news. And then LaFleur got picked <laughs> up by Green Bay, so now we can have uh, dodgeball memes uh, for the entirety of his team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crambo LaFleur. Yeah, exactly. But besides that, to make this a three-way conversation, so I'm mildly holding on to keeping up with what's going on in the news. It's hard for me to care about the shutdown. Mm. So you you understand my apathy, my pervasive apathy. Well, as someone who worked for the government during a shutdown, it's not really a shutdown. Yeah. Mm. Um, I still got paid, so um, yeah. Uh, but but beyond that, the thing I wanted to kind of bring up, and I hate bringing her up because I wish she didn't get as much attention as she did. But this uh, this Cortez person out of New York, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty. I mean, I consider myself on the right, but I. I completely fine talking to people on the left. I mean, I've got family members that are just kind of, you know, regular old liberals that I can talk to just fine. This is a person that's just a non-starter from the beginning. Like Hmm. at the beginning of her, like anytime she comes up with an idea between the 70% tax rate or calling ice, like the Gestapo, whatever the hell she said the other day. God, the stuff she said on Meta last night was flat out insanity. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just a non-starter. Yeah, AOC was. I'm a political commentator. I know what's going on. I was telling on. you before we went live, she said the, the illegals coming with just the shirts on their backs to America, they're more American than the people trying to stop oh, them. Oh, she, she said that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. All right. It's just, that's a non-starter. But for whatever reason, she's become like a champion. And I just, I don't, I don't understand why, why that's happening. 
Yeah. Well, it, it, the thing that bugs me, of course, I was talking about it in video today. I just, I hate that she wants to control everyone yeah. and everything. And is also like, but I'm the moral one here. Yeah. I'm the one who's looking out for everybody. You guys are the evil ones. I, uh, to me, like beyond her silly ideas and stuff, I'm not going to allow that. I'm not going to allow you to, to claim or, or to try to control everybody top down yeah. and also say that you're the good person. No, that's not how it works. The moral pampered rich millennial who was a bartender three seconds ago is going to tell everybody else how, what, what life is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt like maybe on Sunday I was being slightly unfair, but I think the truth, I think it's actually true. I think she believes the thing that's wrong with the U S economy is that I'm not controlling it. I'm not centrally planning it. If I was, it would work a lot better. I know. Okay. Never heard that before. Hmm. Anyway, we got to give you the boot. Do you have any final thoughts, dude? Um, nope, I don't think I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks, man. Oh, we got an email that is going to piss you off. Oh, no. I forgot to send it to you. It was, do I want to see it? Your Wednesday show is a fucking disaster. You should just make it an email show. And then it had a list of suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I can't, I I would love to see this email. This person's going to get ripped by me personally. I consciously decided not to send it to you because I was like, this is going to piss him off so much. But yeah, it kind of would make me feel better if you were mad. We could read it at the end of the show. That'll make for a good rant material. (laughs) Okay. Here's a list of suggestions. Here's a list of suggestions for you. What's the name of the person? Do you know? I don't remember. Watch another fucking show, douchebag. That's a a suggestion for (laughs) you. No, he's like, just make it an email show. No. And then he was complaining about the guy that called in and talked about his hemorrhoids. I did ask for gross medical stories. Yeah, that's fun, dude. I'm sorry you hate fun. Go find find an all email show. (laughs) That's more to your taste. Good Lord. Uh, See, I'm already pissed just thinking about it. Frank's up next. He'll bring me down. He'll give us a Mein Kampf book report. Oh, yeah. I don't like the thing that you make, so make it more to my taste. That I love people like that. No, go make your own damn stuff. Make your own sandwich, dude. Frank, yeah, nobody mind. has to listen to the Wednesday show. Hey, yeah. guys. Hey. What's up, dude? Hey. Well, I, I got a multiple choice for you. Do you want me to talk about German news, or do you hmm. want me to read from Mein Kampf? <laughs> German news. Okay, yeah. we'll go from German news. So... Have you have you seen the the guy from AFD who got uh, jumped by three guys and uh, hospitalized? No. No news to me. Yeah, I think it was right after New Year's. He was jumped by by uh, by uh, three guys, and according to the AFD, it was it was uh, struck to the head multiple times with a wooden plank and uh, and kicked while it was down. Was he and, killed? Uh, and some. No, he he made it. But the, if if you see it, see the like the, the photo from uh, from from his head at the hospital, it's it's like horrible. Hmm. Like you can almost see his brain. Oh my god! Yeah, and um, yeah, and they, he was like like saved by by two like construction workers who came and chased the, the guys away. But like Jeez. now the new the new the new uh, new version from the police is that they're saying that oh he he fell down because uh, these guys punched them and they. His wound is from hitting hit, hitting the ground, you know. So sacks of shit. Like, the police reported that. <laughs> yeah. Why are the police, the police covering it up? It. What's the deal? I don't know. I don't mm. know. They, they claim to have like reviewed a, a footage of it. I don't know who to believe. Mm. But also, I think it's five days ago. There was like a bombing for an AFD office some somewhere else in Germany. Mm. Nice. Nobody got hurt. 
Well, thank you for the uplifting news. I appreciate that. If I could, <laughs> I need to read Drudge Report, Drudge Report every morning like I used to. Uh, the guy's name is Frank Magnet with an Z to the land. Do I want to look hmm. at this picture? I don't know. Uh, it's it's not like the beheading pictures. It's not that, that horrible. Oh, God. I'll never watch those. I actually watched it before we boot you. I actually watched a video of somebody describing what happened in those, and I regretted even watching that. Just the description? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's it's fucking it horrible. Really detailed. It. Yeah. God. All right, we're giving you the boot. See you, Frank. Thanks for calling. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks, man. I'll try to be more uplifting next time. <laughs> well, eh. When I think Frank, I think uplifting for sure. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Good. See you, guys. Bye. Uh, let's talk to UM. Which UM is the first case I've seen of the Subscribestar integration working properly. So people are Subscribestar supporters. You can get that status in the Discord server automatically, apparently. At least UM's got it. Hey, hey. Hi. What's on your mind? Oh, well, uh, I was just calling. I, I love the new intro, by the way. Oh, thanks. And uh, I was calling to say thank you to Matt for your video about Change the Terms mm. and uh, Patreon this week. Yeah, well, thanks really for tuning helped. into it. It really helped me uh, figure out exactly what was bugging me about the whole Patreon situation. Mm. How so? What do you mean? Well, okay, that the, the thing about Sargon... Is, is that he really hasn't changed over the, you know, what, five, six years he's been with Patreon? Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe he's changed. He's mostly the same guy. I don't know. He's, I don't think he's changed too much, yeah. Well, exactly. And, you know, the, the very name of their group, Change the Terms, it, I feel like all of us are being used as normie bait. Okay, yeah. when a when a hmm. when a platform is attempting to establish itself, they're fine with taking anybody and everybody. You know, if Alex Jones brings in a million viewers, they're fine with that because it helps mm-hmm. get people on the platform and get them used to it and get them accustomed to it. And then when they don't need Alex Jones anymore, they just throw them off. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. So, Your video helped crystallize that in my in my Well, mind. sure. I, I'm glad that that helped you think about it. Um how does that? How does it tie in to change the terms in your mind, though? I guess I'm a little bit unclear on that link. Well, okay, their whole their whole plan is to go around actively changing, yeah, either changing the terms of service for websites or changing how those terms of service are enforced. Yeah, meaning they're really kind of changing what the website was. You know, when you signed up for it, the terms of service were enforced like this, but now they're enforcing hate street speech more strictly. Sure, sure. Meaning they're essentially going around taking over platform established platforms and yeah. why our side is constantly told to go build your own internet. Yeah. While their side just goes around taking whatever they want. Yeah. I was realizing that as I was going through this and it's like my general reaction to stuff I don't like, like Patreon or whoever stuff that is not to my taste is I don't like this. I'm going to leave and I'm going to search out something else. And if there isn't anything else that's to my satisfaction, maybe I can build my own or maybe I can talk to someone in the know who could do it. Their reaction is to everything is must be destroyed, must be altered to suit me or my taste. It's a weird way to look at the world. Like the world must accommodate me rather than I must adapt to fit in to the world, you know? 
Hmm. Well, I don't understand why we have to play by, you know, why they get to play by those rules and we don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you ever crack that one, let me know. That's <laughs> a good mystery to solve. Well, thanks anyway. And thanks <laughs> for your time. Thanks, man. Bye. Have a good night. Okay, let's take uh, Rionin Muriel, another name I can't pronounce. Be quick here. I have to ask this person how to say the name. Rionin, are you there? Yeah, what's up? How do I say the name? What is it, Meta? Rionin. Okay, we'll go with that. What's on your mind? Oh, Oh, shit. Hey, Matt. Um, I thought it was someone else. Um, oh, you thought uh, it was faking or something? You're getting nah, punked? Was a, well, no, nah, you sound a bit, a bit uh, similar to what uh, the other people in the call waiting room sound like. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, like, do you guys have, um, uh, do you guys have a way w- w- through which you weigh your Wait, oh, what? Did you just get in a car crash? So- yeah, no, nah, my, 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 my spawn is just, um, throwing some stuff down uh, anyway um is there a way through which you guys weigh your principles like you know there are some instances when you've got two principles that sort of contradict each other in certain ways how do you guys prioritize that hmm Does that um, make any sense whatsoever or? i try to use comprehensive data as much as i can but in the at the end of the day um, the hammer is probably going to fall on the side of like what's going to protect my own people. Right. I, th- I think you should. Sorry, go ahead. The reason why. I- nah, sorry, man. But the reason why I asked this is because um, I had this discussion a while back with several other people in your server mm-hmm. where we had the Roseanne Barr versus James Gunn yeah. treatment, right? Where people were talking about, look, I. I didn't like the fact that Roseanne was fired, but I don't like the fact that people are, you know, social media mobbing James Gunn as well. Yeah. Yeah. And some people on the side of the debate where I fall, and just to be honest, um, they're like, look, at the end of the day, Disney made up the policy, and therefore they have to stick to the policy that they made and not just selectively enforce it. Yeah, right? like, I, I guess the, I the thing I don't like where, about that... Sorry, go ahead. I'll let Elliot yeah. finish. No, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Well, the only thing I don't like about that mistake and, and we or that uh, that approach, and we hear leftists make this argument a lot of the time too, is well, I'm like I've heard Jared Holt say it. I'm not getting anyone booted. I'm just making Facebook or YouTube or whoever enforce their own rules. Yeah, but Facebook or YouTube enforce their rules, not you. Like you're not a vigilante YouTube right. policeman, and so that's that's the same. I don't. I can't recall exactly how the James Gunn thing happened. It was basically Twitter vigilanteism, was it not? Am, am I remembering yeah, this correctly? Pretty yeah, pretty much. Like it wasn't somebody at Disney yeah. who found this and evaluated on Disney's own volition, Disney's own behalf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I made that one emotionally because I was like, I sometimes I just want to see these people get what they deserve. You just like, want to yeah. you want to watch them burn by their own standards sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and that's right. an emotional you try decision. someone by their own oil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, like um, but at the same time, like sort of, I can understand where you're coming from, but on the other hand, like, what are there any other means through which you're going to be able to accomplish the same thing, right? Because at the moment with the whole deplatforming well, thing, right, it's more 
it's more a problem of people selectively enforcing rules when it's convenient. And, you know, the, I just, I don't, see any good way out of it to be honest. yeah ex yeah exactly um, i was going to say the same thing you got to pick between one of two bad things one like yeah. the reason i don't like the approach you're describing is i think that it violates a principle that i'm not going to like operate on someone else's behalf i'm not going to join an outrage mob especially over speech right. but at the, on the right. other side of it it's there is a certain there's a it's a little bit naive for me to think that by demonstrating and upholding that principle I'm going to persuade the most rabid of leftists to do the same thing like oh look how great yeah. these principles operate won't you guys join the good team maybe there are some of the moderates over there that that you can peel off and that's always my goal yeah. but the the fringe over there they they're never no, they're going gone, to man. They, yeah like you're never going to persuade them with principles point. and all that yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and the, the reason why I sort of juxtapose these two, you know, base ideas is that, in my opinion, you don't have freedom of speech unless you have equal enforcement before the law, right? Like, it starts with private companies and all that, but how long until this seeps into public institutions? I mean, for fuck's sake, we've had Hillary Clinton running around free for, you know, nearly three years now. <laughs> when, when I was in the service, if I did even a tenth of what she did, I'd be sitting my ass in a fucking jail, probably getting raped by Tyrone or something. <laughs> no yeah? doubt. All right. On that note, we got to let you go. But thank you for the spirited call. Thanks for calling. Sorry, mate. Have a good one. Thank you. Uh, that was a fun one. Let's talk to Boris. Let's see. Boris has. Oh, that's why. Boris has like some weird text where it's not actually a B. So that's why I couldn't find it. Weird. Boris, you're good to go. Boris the uh, bot. Are you actually yes. a Russian bot? Uh, I can speak in a Russian accent if you'd like me to. <laughs> uh, no, actually, this is a question more for Blonde, but Matt, feel free to chime in if you'd like. Sure. Um, so I'm wondering, uh, what do you think the motivation behind the researchers trying to push transgenderism? Because uh, like, I don't know if you know too much about uh, the research behind it, but a lot of times what they'll do is they will limit their data set. Like when they ask if they're regretful of transitioning, uh, they will limit the ages to under 30, which, you know, as you're older, the more likely you are to regret right. it. So I'm just wondering, what do you think the uh, uh, motivation behind it is? Like, why would they um, limit their data like that? I'm sure it's multifactorial. One is uh, fear of social repercussion from other academics. I'm sure that's a factor. Mm. Um, I bet another factor is at least subconsciously, uh, resentment of Western values and a desire to destroy Western civilization. Um, let's see. And then I think that maybe there's some in-game normalizing of pedophilia that factors in here somehow. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys watch Aiden Paladin at all, but uh, I just recently She's super watched... smart. I like her. Oh, I know. Um... But I uh, watched her transgenderism video, and I just the whole time I was watching it, I'm just like, what is their motivation behind it? You know, so yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I guess I reboot, yeah. Honestly, I have no idea. But I mean, you know, I listen to I read Thomas Sowell all the time, so I mean, I'm always I'd rather just listen to the truth than anything else. But yeah, yep. All right. Thanks for calling. Right. Interesting question. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. I just was curious. Thanks. Sure. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Uh, oh, hey, you know who's hanging out is uh, Michael Schlecht. 
Let's get him in here. Michael, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, bud. Did you guys do that Denver <laughs> hangout, or is that going to be later? That is tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow you're going to do it tomorrow? Yeah, I'm just going to kind of bum around at this uh, meetup place that we, you, we all decided on. Do, uh, I didn't say anything to Blonde. Blonde, if you had to guess how many people in the Denver Metro responded with interest in like a, a listener meetup, how many would you guess? Uh, well, you seem surprised, so I'm going to overestimate. I don't know, 50. No, it wasn't that high. high. It wasn't high. that high, but it was higher uh, than I expected. 26 responses, yeah. and we have uh, 13 people that are actually going to show up. Which yeah. Is Damn, that's pretty I thought good. like a couple yeah. people would that's or something way like more that. friends than I have. Yeah. <laughs> and there were there are actually three women of the 13. Whoa. Hmm. I know. We're breaking How many that trannies? On, uh, that class. Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you probably wanted to call in for some other reasons. What's on your mind? You want the Packers um, talk maybe? Uh, nah, we got that covered. Uh, I figured that if Blonde is like every other female in my life, that she's obsessed with true crime. Mm. Is that a safe <laughs> yeah. bet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The gorier, the better. No domestic disputes. Mm. Well, I don't have too much that's gory, but I do have something that's, uh, I guess as first hand as you can be. Um, I got to sit on jury for a murder case. Ooh. Yeah, I'm back listening. in 2016. Yeah, can you talk about it? I was living it? in Wisconsin. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty high profile case. Uh, I had never heard of it before, but even though it was maybe a 20 minute drive from where I grew up, um, but there was, was it over the making a murderer people. case. Was it that? No. Guy? Oh man. No. no. <laughs> I would still be on jury duty probably, but yeah. Um, Did you put yeah, Brendan were... Dassey in jail? Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, nah, he's, he, he's still in there. He's still, he's still mm. poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. But yeah, there were like 150 different people that were summoned for the jury pool. It was so big because <clears throat> they want to make sure that nobody's heard of this case. And so uh, I was one of the lucky 14 that got selected. Um, but they almost butchered it because they, they left a news report on in the jury room with a news report that was like reporting on the case. And so they almost mm. had to wipe out all 150, which would have been a mess. Wow, that's idiotic. Yeah, so that was bad. Um, but luckily, a lot of us hadn't actually heard of it. Uh, but it was this, uh, this couple, they lived in a more affluent area in southeastern Wisconsin. And uh, the wife was uh, terrible with money, and it basically led to a bunch of fights between them. And so she uh, borrowed a ton of money from a different, you know, groups of friends, anybody that was willing. Uh, and if I recall correctly, it was maybe like $2,500 in total. So nothing, you know, life changing or anything. Uh, but the husband was a super regimented dude. He had a really strict schedule that he kept during the work week. Um, like he woke up at like four in the morning and had his coffee and cigarettes and he would check his bank accounts and Facebook, what have you. Uh, and then basically he would walk to work at a local factory just down the road. And that was just his life. He was a robot. Um, but the wife borrowing money, it was kind of like a straw that broke the camel's back sort of situation. And he found out that she owed money all around town. And he confronted her and reamed her out. And basically was yelling at her saying how irresponsible she was and how she does it over and over again. And, you know, this is why we have separate checking accounts. Um, so she snapped and she actually literally shot him in the back. Oh, uh, bitch. So she, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty rough, uh, but she grabbed a pillow in like their den where his computer was, and she used it like as a suppressor. I guess I I don't know Whoa. if MythBusters has done that and actually busted that, but it sounds like total BS to me. Um, so she shot him, and he like turned around, went after her, but he just immediately fell to the floor, and then she shot him two more times in the back while he was like bleeding out in their Damn. den. Yeah, uh, I bet she claimed rough. it was self-defense or some stupid crap. Well, okay. So the crazy part is that their son was home at the time this happened, and he claimed that he didn't hear anything. 
which again, I it's it's tough to believe, but I could also I buy it. I doubt it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he was kind of like a troubled stoner kid, and uh, but basically they tracked her whereabouts after the case. Uh, turns out she took his phone and basically texted his work manager and said, "Oh, I'm sick. I'm not coming in," uh, even though he never called in sick. Well, what was the outcome before we gave you the boots? Gag's giving me the yeah, we're the time. time. Uh, Basically, well, I just want to share the evidence that actually convinced me as a jury member, which was crazy, was um, the fact that when she shot him in the back and went through him, through in his back, out his chest, it Mm. uh, hit him in the hand and actually ricocheted off of his knuckle and just hit the corner of the computer, which caused an error, like an unknown error basically to be logged with a system shutting down and oh, it was so an that... exact there was an exact time stamp as to when this happened which is wow. insane women are yeah. terrible at committing crimes and crimes. <laughs> well, well that's just like, bad luck they right there too camera drawing money from like a ton of atms out of the husband's account with his card um they like hmm. you know pinged his his phone like at the cell tower literally right across the street at her work so like she just did not think this through <laughs> no but uh because women yeah, are emotional snap. and their crimes are emotional Right. Well, we got to give you the boot, but thank you. And I'll let anybody yeah. talk for 15 minutes if you call about a murder that you are personally involved in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Michael. If, uh, let us know how the, the meetup goes if I'm not able to check in tomorrow. For sure. We'll, uh, we'll snap a few pics. And, uh, All right, cool. Your way. Thanks. All right. Later, guys. Okay. Uh, let's, let's, we got one minute, but let's grab a few super chats before we hop to the next one. Walsey over on Streamlabs says, really enjoy your show, but let's face it. It's a disaster. <laughs> I'll email a small 15 page document listing changes needed to be made. Mostly to do with blondes, lack of braids. Sounds good. I will definitely, I can fix that. I don't have a hair tie though. Read that. Um, Change that this the only to one suit on my Streamlabs? taste. Yeah. That's the only one at Streamlabs right now. Jay says when watching Tim pool's videos, take a shot every time he says facetious. It's mm. wise to have a doctor nearby when playing this game. I've not I, noticed, I but now I'll pay attention, I guess. Miles Kinsler, hey guys, Matt loved your tweet about the libertarians. No wonder Ann Coulter calls them wimps. <laughs> they try to appeal to did the left too much. What tweet? Did you see this? So you're not on Twitter, so obviously you didn't. I didn't even, all I tweeted to them was three eye-rolling emojis in a row because I'm tuning in watching uh, the Trump speech last night. And yeah. immediately after the speech, the libertarian party, not just like a guy, who's a libertarian, the libertarian national, the libertarian party, LP national on Twitter, the official party Twitter page. President Trump is trying to manufacture a crisis where there is none. He's doing this for his own political reasons to stay in power. That's what they tweeted. The libertarian party did. Yes. Oh, Ann Coulter's right. What a bunch of pussies. Hmm. Sharp breath scorpion. (laughs) That's a good one. Encroaching on smegma bukkake, Mr. Yeah. Um, Matt and I once went to a tattoo parlor. We got matching anal tattoos that say one ring to rule them all. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank I hate you. All of you. Michael Lazari in regards to the cringe video you showed on Sunday, I don't think someone should be ashamed about their abortion per se, but shouting mm. it out is like the guy who called in about his hemorrhoid. Yeah. I mean, she's talking about blasting it all over Facebook and stuff. I, I don't know. Am I saying people should go to her house and like harass her or something? No, but that, but I think there should be, what's the term I want to use? I don't know. What word would you use? Like, I think there's a certain healthy degree of frowning upon bad behavior. If you want to use the word stigma, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I would want someone to feel a little bit bad, especially, well, a lot of bit bad in terms of making that choice that she did, which was pure birth control 
pure mm-hmm. contraception that you should feel bad for that. Yeah. You were grossly irresponsible. Yep. Hmm. Um, Wolfcat, Wildcat, here's a few suggestions for your show, Matt and Blonde. Take my money <laughs> okay. and have a good night. <laughs> Thank I can't you. believe I, I yeah I shouldn't have said anything because then you invite the memes. It's like you see Chuck Schumer tweeted out the other day. Enough with the memes, Mr. President. And you look at it, it's just it's a thread of excellent Chuck Schumer. <laughs> what memes. do you expect, yeah. uh, Michael Azari? And just because I love the show, you guys keep me from feeling insane or at least alone in my insanity. Keep up the good work. And Matt, I need more flannel in my life. Where do you get yours? Uh, a lot of my flannels are just Vans flannels, like regular old Vans.com, you know, the normal shoe company. So check those out. Although it's like the ones I have are actually do get emails about flannels from time to time. And I direct people there. But a lot of the ones I have, I've had for like two or three years. They don't even sell them anymore. So keep an eye on it. Mellow E. Good evening, all. I would like to ask, at what point do we say F it and burn it all down and build it anew? It's my kind of tune. Also, uh, as American Latino, I want to say I hear, read, and see all the anti-white BS, and I hate it. Thank you for that. Um, talk to Blonde, the leader of the accelerationist collapsitarian party. I mean, I don't know what to tell you guys, but I just, like, I really feel the collapse happening lately, and it's just weighing on my soul. And I, I truly feel like there's just no saving. If I have to join America. the party to stop Ocasio, I, I will. Yeah, but I mean... Mm. It's, this is manifested in a deep apathy about what happens because I realize that despite having a quasi large platform, there's virtually nothing I can do to stop this. Hmm. This is just so I've become a collapsitarian. I, I I'll vote for the Democratic candidate. I'll do it. <laughs> no, come on. I understand <laughs> I not voting for Trump, but voting for Warren or something like that. Come on. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But you hmm. know, I'm disappointed in in Trump. Um, yeah. What What do you think? At what point are you going to be like, fuck it? Um, I don't know. I think I'm on this ride for quite some time, but certainly there comes a point at which either, um, like taxation on the scale that Ocasio-Cortez is talking about gun confiscation. If, if, if we get to the point where the bill of rights no longer means much, and some people would argue that we're already at that point, I can't blame them. But if we don't have that anymore, it's not a society I want to live in. So whether it's like, I don't know. I mean, whether that means there's some kind of conflict or whether that means you actually help them destroy the country in the hope of salvaging something afterwards. If the Ocasian ideas came to be reality, it's all I can say is I do not consent to living in this country. Yeah. Something has to change. Yeah, I agree. Um, Carner Vaughn says, since Blonde's catapult is in Idaho now, does that mean we snow Mexicans can expect a rain of Mexican weather? <laughs> Wait, who are the snow Mexicans? I forgot about that. Um, I What's mean, I guess about? he means Mexicans living in, in places like Idaho. And Just in, okay, gotcha. Um, Troc 754 is the West too altruistic is giving others, is giving to others a moral virtue. If it is, how are Alexander Ocasio-Cortez arguments not the strongest? I think the West is too altruistic. Um, I think compassion generally weakens you. Um, we're under no obligation to give to any other country. We should just take care of our own people. I don't think it's a moral virtue. <laughs> I mean, uh, it can be, but there's certainly a pathological faulty extent. And I think a lot of the, the West has reached that. Well, so, I should say that compassion at the expense of your own people is yes. destructive. Yeah. Or just yourself in general, yeah. If it is, how are her arguments not the strongest? Wait, if it is meaning what? What's the premise? If 
if giving to others is a moral virtue, how are her arguments not the strongest? Oh, Am because I what she's because what she's I, I think giving to others can be charitably, but it has to be voluntary. That's yeah. that's what makes her argument immoral. Is mm -hmm. she's not talking about oh let's help people down on their luck voluntarily, which by the way I'm happy to do. I'm happy to write a charity check for charities I believe in who I think are doing great work. What is immoral is to come to my house at gunpoint, as Ocasio wants to do, and say, we have to invest in green technology. Gives me that. Give me your money. <laughs> no, that that's not moral. It's the coercive element that makes it immoral. Yeah. Okay, I think we're good. All right. Uh, let's hop back into the calls. Ovid is up next. Uh, where's Ovid? Here we go. Ovid, what's on your mind? Hello, I entirely agree with you. Oh, before we start, I just want to say I did not write the email that Blonde was talking about. <laughs> no. Definitely, definitely well not. Well played, me. well played. Um, yeah. No, but I want to talk about a, a Ocasio-Cortez, that uh, hyphenated idiot. Um, mm -hmm. And see, the the thing is, you know that this woman has never worked a real job or know anything about anything in her life. Because I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm not a smart man. I'm a humble HVAC assistant, right? Hmm. And 63% of homes in this country are heated by fossil fuels. Of yeah. those, how many have water heaters that also use fossil fuels and stoves? What are you going to do? Subsidize the replacement of all of those? Great. How are you going to do the labor to replace those? All right. You're, I, and I mean this. You are looking at an economic overhaul multiples of the times uh, that the Nazis did to Germany. Yeah. In in order to get to where they were for the war, you, you would have to literally draft people to work in factories to build windmills and and um, solar panels. You would have to have massive infrastructure and equipment burning coal to put up yeah. <laughs> everything point. that we would need to get to where it is in, in 30 years. And yeah. how many people's lives would be ruined along the way? Construction yeah. equipment? All burns, all burns fuel. What What are you gonna do? Put a giant, you know, battery pack on the back of a backhoe, yeah. and, and and dig holes with that? Not gonna happen. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it is know. interesting. It's like they don't do this self auditing. It's like, okay, in my house, I use X fuels. I of course, use my car, which burns fossil fuels, and. It's not that even it's not that I'm opposed to like renewable energy. It's just I'm opposed to having that forced upon me, especially if it's not economically sensible. Yeah, but yeah. you would think so, that she would do or these people would do the type of self auditing that you're talking about where it's like even if I don't work in those industries, I'm aware of the energy sources to my own home. Yeah. Not <laughs> not just like the fossil fuels that I personally burn, but the fossil fuels that are burned to create the electricity that powers my home too. It, the, it, it, the plows, the plows that plow the field. Like yeah. this is not stuff that can just be replaced. Like, Oh, we're just going to smack. We're just going to tape a couple double A's to the back of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you're talking about one e equipment that doesn't exist to yeah. equipment that would be extremely inefficient and massively reduce amount of the industry that we already have in this country. You're yeah. talking about taking us back in time. And that's in the problem is if you're going to overhaul the entire economic infrastructure as you're describing, you better be sure it's going to work. Yeah. And the way she phrased that, that we talked about on Sunday, we're talking about commitment to things we can't even conceive of as possible yet. Well, I need to be certain that they're possible, that it's going to work. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It, it's, gonna... it's, that, that sounds a lot like communist philosophy. It's like, oh, yeah. well, well, you know what? No one, once that we have, you know, no private property, everything is going to be peachy. And the last thing I want to say before I leave is there was a lot of people, like articles going around, like uh, Casio's new green, de- green New Deal is socialism, Trojan horse. No, no, no. It says socialism written on the side of that fucking horse. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. sneaking. It's not sneaking in like under under the covers. Like it is very, very blatant that this is like, you know, oh, we're just this is how it's going to be at 2030. All right. What are the logical steps of how we're going to get there? Yeah, it, you're going to have to seize property and centrally control industry. This would uh, this would be like if a right wing person came in and was like, it's going to be the white New Deal. We are going to have a white, perfectly America by 2030. Hmm. It, it's that extreme. Yeah, hmm. we got to give All it the right. boot. You have any final thoughts? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out. Nope, that's it. All right, thanks, man. Uh, let's talk to Ski Doggy. If I can find him here. There's wow, man. Huge turnout tonight. Thanks to everybody for hanging out. I'm having trouble even scrolling through the names. Ski Doggy, you're good to go if you can get that mic unmuted. Otherwise, we'll talk Sorry, to you. Sorry, guys. I've been drinking heavily. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, maybe, this I've will be an entertaining one, the then. The American Psychological Association's APA Guidelines for the Psychological Practices with Men and Boys. Okay. Oh. I've gone through half a bottle of scotch right now. Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. I okay. Enlighten us. No, I think the deplorable choir has hit it right on the head. They've said in their song, they want our wieners, they want our wallets, they want our guns, they want the wieners right off our sons. <laughs> Basically, toxic masculinity has now become, according to the APA, a legitimate psychological disorder. Haven't they had a history of being pretty political? for? Oh, uh, they like have, this? but yeah. there comes a point when you're sitting there saying, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It can't get any worse. And it's gotten worse. <sighs> I mean, it's like, you know, of course, quote unquote, I'm not, I shouldn't put it this way, but masculinity can be destructive and has been throughout history. It destroys a lot of stuff. It also builds everything cool. You know, you want to talk oh, exactly. about building I mean, or destroying. That's a masculine thing to do, usually. You we know? build shit so we can destroy it. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do. We're men. We build cities, we raise them. We ride the cavalry over. Life is good. But my yeah. God, I'm reading this now and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. So, uh, but that's, I'm just like, whoa, whoa. So what, uh, what sort of implications does this have for like the, well, the, the biggest thing is the, if these, is the, the industry is the men will not seek out psychological support mm. is that they're afraid to do it because it will make them look less masculine. Yeah. yeah. My own personal theory, based on my own experience, is the reason we don't do it is we're dealing with women. And the first second we come in there and talk about something that happened to us dealing with women is like, well, that really didn't happen. Women are all kind. They're good. They're the unicorns that ride in the forest. And everything is wonderful. And life is good. And you obviously misunderstood what they were trying to do in your life. I'm like, no. They were taking my money, and they were trying to kill me. (laughs) Like I said, I've been, I should have, I should not, I should have taken myself off the list right now when I got through half that bottle of scotch, but <laughs> I, I, no, you, did, no, you did pretty well. You did pretty yeah. well. No, no, Come I'm here. reading this and I'm like, my God, my God, my God, go to, uh, for those who want to, who, those who want to share my disgust and, 
uh, distaste in this, go to uh, APA on Twitter at APA. Okay. Uh, they will have the link to their report. It's 36 pages long. I'm halfway through it. I advise you that if you're not a social justice warrior, you begin drinking heavily. It helps. Hmm. And, but, ah, oh, I'm like, my God, what do you want, people? I mean, honestly, God, what do you want? We gave you everything. We did. We, my generation sat there and said, okay, fine. Leave us alone. We won't bother you anymore. Just leave us alone. That's all we're asking. God, and I'm looking keep- at... I'm looking at their string of tweets. They're so weird. Like this one, research shows that boys and men are at a disproportionate risk for school discipline. I mean, yes. is it risk? It's just that boys and men are like more rambunctious. That's, that, that's we not are, really risk. We are more rambunctious. We want to be rambunctious. Women mm. want us to be rambunctious. I mean, chicks dig scars. Yeah. That's the way it's always been through the human history. And now Why? we're reading this and it's like, and you're it's, complaining. On one hand, you're complaining there's all these beta males out there. Yeah. Like at the same time, you're making being a beta male the only successful breeding strategy you've got in the human race. I suppose. I mean, ah. for them to say disproportionate risk for school discipline, the same logic applies to men being at disproportionate risk for imprisonment. It's not really a risk. It's that men yes. more frequently commit crime. Yes. It's not like yes. I'm at risk that the cops are just going to arbitrarily arrest me and put me in jail. It's that I'm as a man, statistically more likely to behave in a way that will land me there. Statistically with men, we run at extremes. One far end, we want to build everything and make great stuff and all this other stuff. The other hand, we want to destroy it, go in, ride in like the Mongols, rape all the women. Life is good. So, (laughs) you know, and that's where we at. But, but look, I'm, I've had too much to drink. I've talked too much. You guys have a great night. Oh, science fiction book of the week. Larry real, Korea, real quick. We'll Australia have to be quick International, with it. And I'm out. All right. Thank you, man. We got some enthusiasm tonight. Um, Angel Muniz. Can, you can go for it if you can get that mic unmuted. Raggle Fraggle's up next. Let's see if we can get him in here. Regal Fraggle, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hi. We are well. How are you? Ah, oh, not too bad. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Sarah. Oh, I was wondering. I, I, I won't say anything, but this is a this is a very cool call without revealing anything. <laughs> I'll leave it up to you guys what you want to reveal or not. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> not much at the moment, apparently. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, no, we I'm, went to the... Uh, NRA museum today, so that was pretty interesting. Ah, so we'll talk about that later. But uh, she found an interesting story uh, earlier this week about a woman in Arizona that was in a vegetative state that got. <gasps> I pregnant. heard about this. <gasps> oh, do tell what you know. Oh, there is a woman from who nearly drowned. She was in a vegetative state. She um, has been in a coma for ten years, and she got raped by one of the care workers and just delivered a baby. Ugh. That's right, isn't it? That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Fuck. But How did that happen? Real, How did she had... deliver a baby? I, I don't know. Did they C-section her or something? I have no idea. That's the weirdest part. They haven't said a lot about it. Well, that's terrible. And horrifying. Yeah. Well, yeah. tell them about your weird idea. Like about the abortion? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I was thinking, like, 
if people had figured out that she was pregnant before she literally gave birth, who would have the right to decide that she could or I guess could not have an abortion? Yeah. Uh, I guess her um, power of attorney. I don't know. Yeah. Next of kin, maybe. Or next of kin, yeah. Power of attorney. I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my brain. Um, yeah, her next of kin. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they would have that decision making power. Yeah, hmm. that's pretty rough. But God, what a weird okay. story. Hmm. All right. All right. Talk about gun of the week, real quick. Go for yeah. it. All right, so this one was one that we saw at the museum. Uh, it is the uh, what's the name? The Wait, what's the museum? John... What remind me what museum uh, you went to? NRA. Oh, the NRA museum. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is the uh, John Shaw Cookson Volition Repeating Flintlock. Long name. How do I spell Cookson? How do I how do Cook I spell that? Oh, Cookson. Yeah. How do I spell it though? It's not popping up for me. C O O K S O N. Okay, yeah, the repeating flintlock. That's what you're talking about. Yep. Okay, yeah. so this was made in the late nine, uh, nine, uh, 1600s, and uh, they were trying to. This was probably the first production uh, repeating rifle ever made, and it mm. had a spring-loading magazine in the stock that you would load paper wrapped uh, packets of uh, powder and balls in two separate slots. And what you would mm. do is there's a little lever action that you would hit it and it, a little cylinder would drop into uh, one of each inside the chamber for it to shoot. So it's a new and interesting uh, piece of technology. So everybody's wowed by it. They go out to demo it in front of a bunch of people and given this is like 1690. So people are still yeah. kind of superstitious. Mm -hmm. He shoots it one, two, three times, looks back at the people and say, oh, we still got seven more to go. Gets ready to shoot, gets struck by lightning. <laughs> okay. And nobody buys it because they call it a sign from God. And they burned his body at the stake because he was a witch. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. That's, what are so the odds? Was, very, very slim. Yeah. So that was, there was only 16 of them, I believe, ever produced, and they have two of them. So. Wow, cool. Yeah. Uh, where where is this located? In case I ever get a chance to go, uh, Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I highly recommend it, anybody who's in the area to go check it out. It's a really cool display. They have a lot of stuff to see. All right. Great. Thanks, man. Nice to hear from you, Sarah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. Good night, guys. Okay. Who's up next? Uh, Zenfen. Let's see if I can find Zenfen. Oh, you know, it's just Steven. Steven changed his name. Steven One, Steven Suarez. At least it looks like his avatar. Steven, you there? Hey, Steven. Yeah. You changed your name. You... you tricked me. I did. It, it was. I'm not Mexican. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You guys, <laughs> did we talk about that already? Or have yeah, we not? Sorry, Steven. I think so. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Uh, yeah, and I forgot what I was going to ask y'all about, whether it would be entertainment or political. Oh, well, oh, go for it. Otherwise, I was going to ask you about what's going on with the, the, the shooting down in Houston. But if you got something else, go for it. I can tell you a little bit about the shooting. It, it wasn't in um, Sheila Jackson Lee's territory, but and actually, I think I've been to that area. It was off. It was 
near the Walmart on Wallaceville Road on Beltway 8. And mm-hmm. I've been to that area a few times. It's a it's a decent area. It's got, you know, it's got like a, you know, it's more developed and it's not run down. So it's not yeah. that bad of an area. And this and, is the, uh, the jazz, Jasmine Barnes shooting for people that are unaware what we're talking about. Yeah, that's that's all I really know. I just looked at where it happened. But uh, I heard some that- stuff floating around that like the mom was Facebook friends with one of the shooters and there might have been a drug deal involved and some real shady stuff. Is any of that substantiated or is that all just rumor at this point? I haven't looked into it that far. Mm. I just looked into where it happened and to see if it was that bad of an area. But no, there's uh, there's other parts of Houston, different pockets that where, you know, there are murders and whatnot. Um, there's two neighborhoods that recently made it to neighborhood scouts, like most dangerous neighborhoods to live in mm-hmm. out of the top 50. And two of them are two of them are in Houston. Um I forget what areas there. I, I know one of them is like Acres Homes. Another one is uh, somewhere off of 610 in Macawa. But um, those are quite a ways away from where the Jasmine Barnes shooting took place. Hmm. Huh. But, All right. Uh, yeah, what a crazy and, shooting. Jeez. Um, yeah, but there's shootings happen all the time though, yeah. in Houston. There's uh, one of my bosses, uh, he has a crazy aunt that was living in a house that was inherited in the Sharpstown area. And she says every night there's gang fights. And, you, and <laughs> she just holds her phone up to the, to the window and you can hear the gunfire battles. Yeah, and you have to wonder if the family never made the claim about a white guy with a supposedly racial motive if this ever gets reported in national media at all. I suspect not. It's not right. picked up at all. It's just regular run-of-the-mill gang violence. Probably. Hmm. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Like, thoughts, Steven? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, how about another quote from a TV show? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, two of the ladies on the show are talking. One of them was bald, had from cancer, and her girlfriend was trying to talk her into getting a wig. And the woman says, "Why can't he just love me for my soul?" And her friend says, "Men are very visual." Whenever you ever heard a guy say, hey, check out the soul on that thing. (laughs) Fair point. All right. Thank you, Steven. Thanks, Steven. Matt says hi. We say hi to him. He's not sleeping, you say. (laughs) He's outside smoking. (laughs) Ah, gotcha. All right. Thanks, man. Bye, dude. Mm -hmm. Bye. Oh, you know who's up next? He needs his own sounder, his own intro. Like, he needs the Pink Panther uh, sneaky sound, too, his coincidence detector. You know, this is mostly an audio show for most people, but I'm doing the signal. My eyes are on you, coincidence detector, and your trickery. There's no trickery today, man. It's the new year. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) You've got a New Year's resolution. Not be so sneaky, you say. Funny you say that because that's what exactly I'm here to talk about. I think Ah. more people should be, uh, with all the distractions we have, like smartphones, you know, TVs, computer games, I think people should be reading more. Go Mm. back to reading. Yeah. You guys like reading? Yeah, I actually you guys- rarely read for just enjoyment or recreation because I, I, you know, I read news, news and stuff online all day. I just don't want to read for fun. So I hardly ever do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm more for me. I'm more into fiction and I'm reading mm-hmm. this uh, starting to read more because of the new year. I found this good fiction book and it has some it's kind of horror, but. If you don't mind, could I read some excerpts on it? Maybe it should interest you guys. Yes, yeah. but my 
My senses are out, man. <laughs> I know you're yeah, going okay. somewhere. <laughs> no, I'll read it. It's just a right, like, small paragraph. Yeah. It says, 800 to 900 yards from the killing were the prisoners were squeezed into little cars that ran on rails. These mm-hmm. cars had various dimensions that could hold up to 15 people. And as soon as the car was loaded, it would be set in motion to an inclined plane that traveled at full speed down a corridor. At the end of the corridor, there was a wall. And in the wall, the, there was a door to the ovens. And as soon as the car hit the wall, Get the out door here. opened automatically and the car would dip forward and pitch you its car of living people into the fire. Right behind it came another car with another load and so on. <laughs> It's pretty scary, all right, eh? All right. You get, giving you the boot. That sounds like a... Gotcha. That's a terrifying book. That sounds like a I real know. thriller. Do you want the title or not? We just end uh, Yeah, sure. What, what, what's, the, what's the title of this thriller? Um, inside the concentration camps, ah. eyewitness accounts of life in the death camps. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So have, have, a, have a good Do, day, you, Are there any plans to make this into a feature film, you think? Is that... Uh, it depends. I mean, I don't... <laughs> All right, we'll let you go, man. <laughs> he's he's lighting up, but I can't hear him anymore. I'm he, you know, he's always got something up his sleeve. That coincidence detector. That uh, let's talk to El Vaquero. Vaquero, you're good to go if you're ready. Yes, I'm ready. Let me just uh, mute the stream. But anyways, Blonde, um, I did a lot of digging into the drag kid stuff, and I can see you're starting to, like, die inside a little more right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, I I have come to the conclusion, I did a lot of digging, and I have come to the conclusion that it really looks like they are trying to to normalize pedophilia. Hmm. However, there is a silver lining to this, and that is this could totally destroy the left because that's something that a lot of parents just aren't going to put up with. Aren't going to get on board with. Yeah, like people that have kind of adopted the paradigm but have children are going to be like, nope, this is a bridge too far. I agree. All all you need to do is to get Trump to start tweeting about how bad pedophilia is, and they'll just oppose him just because. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be an interesting test. But it is a sign of a, a collapsing culture. So um, it is something that needs to be taken care of and dealt with head on. There's some sick shit out there. Hmm. Uh, have, have you guys heard of uh, Michael Eilig? I have not, no. Okay, so there's a video that, that um, Desmond is amazing did with him. He was one of the club kids out of the 90s. He, in the 90s, he killed his drug dealer and then dismembered the body and dropped it in the Hudson River. And it looks like Desmond's mother is a, a like big fan of this guy. And mm. you know who else was a club kid? RuPaul. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's starting to, There's got to be something to... that explains why. You always hear the story. They sat Desmond down at there. No, Desmond voluntarily chose to watch RuPaul at two years old. That's what we're supposed to believe. Yeah. But there's well, got to be some connection that explains it. In in. The video with uh, Michael Eilig, there's a painting in the back that has this creepy ass chick doing jump rope hmm. and it says Rohypnol on it. And for the audience who doesn't know what Rohypnol is, it's roofies, AKA it's the date, dro- date rape hmm. drug. Yeah. It's yeah. creepy shit. Hmm. The other one. All right. All right. Well, thanks for the Intel, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye, Have a good night. You too.
Let's uh, let's hop back into Super Chat before we go through our last segment of callers. Yeah, we're going to over... try to wrap up early tonight, guys. Well, we'll, we'll end calls at, you go to till 8.30, right? For uh, 8.30 my time for calls. Yeah, that, that's okay. Okay. We'll, we'll stop calls at 8.30 and, and carry on. Um, over on Streamlabs, Grant says, did you guys see that masculinity is a mental disorder? We heard uh, Ski Doggy call him in about that earlier from yeah. the APA. Yes, also support for Peter Bogosian, who is uh, facing ethics violations. I did not hear about this. In Portland State I University that, yeah. for the grievance studies, the thing mm-hmm. we looked at earlier. What, uh, what P.S., uh, what primal desire drives women to like true crime? I don't know. You got any thoughts on know. that? I don't know. Uh, Maybe we'll, that we want to kill men or something. <laughs> uh, we'll have to circle back on the Portland State story. I didn't see that. They're going to they're gonna punish him for revealing just how broken the field of gender studies is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gizzard of Paz. Cool name. <laughs> Any thoughts on the Peter Bogosian disciplinary shit at PSU? He would be a great interview for your podcast. Also, Blonde's hair is looking hella hot today. <gasps> oh, you did you. get a haircut. Is that true? Nope. Uh, you did not. Uh, well, I, I don't know anything about this. This is news to me, guys, but it sounds like something good to talk about on Sunday, so we'll have to uh, update then if we are able to. And thanks for letting us know about it. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Ett, who is Michael Schlecht. Long story on why his name is Michelle Ett. Maybe we'll update at one point. Thanks for letting me share uh, a story uh, and go long. I didn't uh, try to, or I didn't get to squeeze it in, but the show snapped on oxygen. Ended up doing an episode on her. Love you guys. Well, thanks to you as well. I hope the the hangout is fun. So if you want to check out the story of that actual murder that he was a juror on, that's where you find it. And uh, Andy says, Andy denial says two comments for you both. If liberals tell us that radical Islam is one tenth of one percent of actual Muslims, then how? Are the uh, Nazis in the U.S. representative of the entire Republican Party? Good, good question. But that goes back to the idea that there are no uh, consistent principles or consistent standards that run through their political yeah. worldview. It's just how can I get my enemies and how can I protect protect my own? That's basically yep, exactly. all it is. Is team playing? Did you catch the man groping Desmond after his dance on the video? I did not. I didn't. I, or I think a few weeks back when we saw him in New York, remember that clip where I asked if Target had sponsored the little runway that he was on, that bizarre clip? Yeah, they had. Yeah, and then there was like a, he laid down, Desmond does this bit where he do, he walks down yeah. a runway and lays down. And as I recall in that clip, some guy like reached out and touched him in a weird way. Maybe that's what he's referencing. Yeah, it was really mm. creepy. Are you good on Streamlabs? Yep. Big LC, in before Blonde endorses Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to advance the collapsitarian cause. I know, right? <laughs> uh, dangerous space to shut your abortion is kind of like when people show pride in having STDs. Don't be proud of the consequences of your bad decisions. Idiots. Hmm. James Ottaway, no note, thank you. Patrick Meredith, is occasional cortex going to make us all replace our gas stoves? <laughs> Probably. What's this cortex meme about? I, that one's a little over my head. They call her cortex. I don't know. Maybe because she's really dumb. Yeah, maybe that's just it. Um, tune in, drop out. Nuclear is the only option if we want to move away from fossil fuels in the near future. I don't know very much about that, so I can't open. I don't know either, but I, I when I was listening to Shapiro the other day, he was mentioning that France is basically like solely nuclear powered. Huh. That'd be an example of of uh, whether it's practical or not. I, I'm told the technology is mostly there. Of course, you have isolated instances of bad things happening, like Fukushima and stuff. But yeah. Hmm. Um, rational orc. The problem with accelerationism is that no one will trust you if they think you helped cause the collapse. That's true. Hmm. Uh, you need to be the crazy doom prophet that turns out to be right in the end. Cheers. Hmm. Uh, that's that's Blonde's lot in life, probably. 
Yeah. Really. Crazy. I can see you smoking a cigarette on a rocking chair as an old lady. Like I told you. I told you. People. <laughs> and there's nothing but trannies around you as far as the eye can see. I know. I know. Yeah. Jason Barsamian, LOL, the white new deal would be way easier to pull off than Cortez's idiot deal. <laughs> uh, it would also be way more preferable. Imagine living in a society that not only burns oil, but is white with no crime. Wow. So also convince someone to launch it. Talk to like, I don't know. I don't know. Someone should launch it as a trolling thing. You make it like the next Kekistan, basically, the white <laughs> new deal. Troll with that. Maggie Ellis, if Obama had initiated a border wall, I would have been in favor. When Bush was weak on migration in the border, I blew up the friggin' phone. People opposing border security just to oppose Trump are insane and should not be trusted. That's true. Yeah, they they did that bit last night where they were talking about how the, the wall is immoral, ineffective, and costly. And it's like, how and why? Like, I, I loved getting lectured last night from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer about fiscal responsibility in Congress. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad that you're really, you know, you're penny pinchers now as far as government spending responsibility. Thank you for it's that. I appreciate yeah. it. I know yeah. a fat guy. Somebody uh, calculate it. The Green New Deal would cost $18.2 trillion per year yeah. over the 10 years. Somebody calculated it there. I linked an article in the podcast Discord. AOC is going to talk uh, MMT, which is Keynesian on steroids. Also, RBG out indefinitely from South. Yeah, she looks terrible. Um, she yeah. makes oral arguments this week, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just for a little perspective on the figure, $18 trillion cost of the so-called Green New Deal. Was that over 10 years, you said? Uh, yeah. Or, okay. Just for perspective, the entire U.S. GDP in 2017, $19 trillion. Idiot. So. Ugh. <laughs> Dangerous spaces. So it's bad that men won't seek out therapy. I know. Let's say it's bad that men act like men. That should increase the number men of men who should seek or who should. Uh, that should increase the number of men who seek therapy. Mm. God, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Big LC tinfoil time. Defining masculinity as a mental illness is a ploy to allow the denial of 2A rights, uh, at least to men on mental health grounds, effectively enacting ah, gun control without a need. Interesting. Need That's true. I could see um, it going that way. Phil cheesesteaks, Matt, you have never, you should never have mentioned, you should have mentioned how mm. OAC did not mention nuclear power in the Green New Deal, literally impossible without it. Look at Germany. Yeah. I mean, for me, as to, to me, I'm less concerned about the practical angle of her Green New Deal. The, the video focal point for me is like, I'm not going to listen to you lecture me about moral about having the moral high ground. That's what's really pissing me off. You can have your pie in the sky ideas. Don't tell me I'm a bad person yeah. for questioning or opposing them. That's what's bugging me, man. But yeah, you. I mean, I'm sure there are a long list of points you can make explaining why this thing is pie in the sky impossible to achieve, that point being one of them. Uh, we're good. Okay, let's hop back into the callers. Um, Dangerous Spaces is up next. Get a sweet Aussie accent in here. Dangerous spaces, you're good to go. He's got his mic muted though, so let's try Vox. Good out. Oh, there hey. you go. Go for it. Hey, sorry, I was doing other things. I wasn't concentrating. Sure. Um, I did have a topic I want to talk about, but I've got a really quick medical story. If Blonde wants to hear it. <laughs> sure. Um, so I was at a church youth camp. Uh, we're on a farm and we're helping do work on there. And we're ripping up a bridge. It was basically two logs and a bunch of planks that essentially made up the bridge. Okay. We ripped up one of the planks. I got a finger caught between the log and uh, one of the planks. Ugh. And I kind of pulled it out and started shaking it going, oh, that hurt a bit. And the guy that was with me just had a look in his face like, you better look at your finger. I didn't break any bones, thank goodness, but I'd pushed the skin down. The nail was sticking out. It was oh. black and crushed. And 
And yeah, so I kind of looked at that, felt a bit faint, and had to sit down. So they had to take me to hospital to get bandaged up. Yeah. Did it heal up all right, or is it still weird? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Okay. Again, ah. I didn't break bones or anything, so it wasn't anything that was going to cause permanent damage. But it was definitely yeah. quite dashed and quite gross and bloodied. Mm. Gnarly. Yeah, well, well, thank yeah, you. Well, <laughs> I do feel a little better. <laughs> um, I just want. To, sorry, one sec. Sorry, my fan was going in the background. I didn't know if that was coming through. Um, in terms of that, I just want to suggest something and see what you guys think. Sure. It really strikes me that the left, I know we jokingly suggest they're being a bit religious sometimes. I think they're actually becoming a religion. Oh, yeah. I oh, think, yeah, I I think you can point it to just about everything. So in terms of excommunicating people if they sin against the church. Yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Hart said something bad. We've got to get rid of him. Um, which is weird because he's a bigot, but he also should be an ally for them. I don't really get that one. That's yeah. odd. Um, in terms of that, uh, in terms of they, they think they can create heaven on earth. If we get rid of guns, for example, then we'll mm -hmm. create a, a perfect society. Um, you know, the, you know, we're the holy people and everyone else is the evil sinner. I mean, you can yeah. go down the list of just about everything they ever talk about and you could apply a religious allegory to it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're the parallels totally are pretty strong to me. Yeah, and, and I mean, it is becoming concerning because as I've said before, I grew up in a church. Being religious in and of itself isn't bad. The issue is when you go, I've got to stop the people from... It's an odd, it's an odd mentality because it's the idea of having a belief in some sort of all-powerful God but feeling like you have to do the work for him to... Yeah stop people from being sinful it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense yeah 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 i agree uh we'll we'll see how this goes it's and it is odd because or maybe not i wonder if you could take a religious survey of like the dogmatic progressive left what percentage do you think are religious in any traditional sense like whether they're traditionally christian traditionally jewish whatever even like the muslims that exist in that particular area of this ideology in this country they all seem pretty secular and a religious in the traditional sense it's yeah, just that yeah. they've replaced that with this particular philosophy if you can call it that although I, I i hesitate to even call it that it's like we keep talking about i the most frustrating thing about their worldview aside from disagreeing with almost everything they believe in and say is that i can't figure out their rules their principles the the base tenets of their philosophy so that's why i hesitate to even characterize it that way like religions are usually more predictably structured right yeah, or yeah. more evenly structured hmm. yeah yeah definitely any final thoughts yeah just shout out to the person that said to me thank you for being australian uh, i didn't really <laughs> have a say in that dude but okay thank Thanks. you man have, you a have a good day one. good Bye. good afternoon whatever it is there yeah, it's afternoon. It's uh, see about one ten past one. See, right, you see you, man. Let's try Vox. Uh, I'm so bummed my parents' dog died yesterday. Oh, no. I know. And it wasn't Caesar. That's why you're bummed. Yes. Mm. Were you close with that dog? Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh, mm. <laughs> hey, yeah, you put me in the call waiting room by accident. Yeah. I have to, well, I have to move people. It's because the list of people is so long that I kind of got to move them one group or like one bump and two bumps to get them up in here. Right. It's fine. No worries. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to uh, say great video, Matt, today. Uh, well, thanks. 
that I don't often see a moral argument for capitalism. It's it's usually always at the angle of efficiency and innovation. Yeah. You know, and, and, no and as much as we as much as we like to have be critical of Shapiro on this show, some of us like to be very critical, <laughs> <laughs> and I do too. I mean, you know, within reason. But he, I think he's a very effective person at making the moral case for capitalism, free markets, all that. I wish more people did. And I really admire him when he does that, because I think it's a very strong case that, that's to be made. Right. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with Ayn Rand, but she made that's basically her whole philosophy is around the morality of capitalism. I need to read more. I should read more of it. Yeah. She's very long winded and like a little bit repetitive, but the core message um, is pretty good, barring a few things, obviously. Yeah. Um, so what I so about capitalism and about uh, libertarianism, Ayn Rand, all that. Um, what is your argument against taxation is theft? I don't honestly have a good one. Like yeah. on principle, I believe that it is. Um, I, and I've been doing some research, uh, you know, recently because I don't have a good knowledge of like how the federal government financed itself prior to income tax. And I was reading a little bit about that. Tariffs mostly, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess if you're going to argue that taxation is theft, by extension, would tariffs be theft too? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a case to be made there. I'm not blind to the to the reality in my view that government does have legitimate purposes that need to be financed minimally. But I get but to the point that taxation is theft, I think maybe there is a practical limit on how far that extends, because I guess you could take that to the anarchist extent if you really wanted to. I do think that if you believe that, as I do, it does create a moral imperative upon you to minimize taxation to to the to the lowest extent possible, particularly at the federal level. You know, it'd be nice, like, if we accept this premise, if we accept these two somewhat competing premises, that taxation is theft, but maybe also necessary for legitimate government purposes, it'd be nice if we could minimize it or eliminate it at the federal level and allow states to compete with different ways of financing their governments and, of course, re restore maximum state power so they can do the things that they want to do in their state governments. We can allow them to compete and then at least in that, like what I would like to have is at least a way to avoid taxation with, with movement. You know what I mean? Like if you don't consent to the taxation in your state, at least you have the option of movement. When federal taxation is oppressive, you really have no way to escape mm -hmm. what is fundamentally a immoral or fundamentally a theft like act you know what i mean if yeah. that makes sense i don't know if i'm just speaking in yeah i think you're, you're coming at it as more sort of a practicality um angle rather than a sort of more philosophical one like i have my own answer to why you know i'm not a full uh and cap mm. and that is that government has a monopoly on force so okay basically the the only legitimate um, way for taxation to be collected is for things that are necessary to stop by force. For example, you need to stop an invading army from taking over your country by force. Yeah. You need to stop, you know, robbery and rape and murder and arson and all that by force. Mm -hmm. You don't need to build a library by force. You know? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, hmm. so that's, that's my rationalization for what, um, taxes, what morally taxes should uh, be used for. I'm sort of a minarchist in that sort of way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's something that I'll have to think about more. I mean, uh, on a base level, I don't believe that it's right to take people's property to redistribute it for supposedly righteous terms. I don't care if your if your goals are righteous or evil. Like you don't take people's stuff without their consent. It's baseline morality. So I got some more thinking about how to square all of this without being a total ANCAP. Although, as yeah. I've said before, I'm sympathetic to a lot of ANCAP principles. It's just I. The thing I worry about that type of society is I don't know that you can protect everyone's individual rights strictly through market forces. I yeah. just I don't know that that's realistic, you know, yep. especially with courts, uh, because I'm also I also believe that uh, there should be a government funded judicial system because yeah. not everyone can afford a million dollar lawyer and the one with a million dollar lawyer is usually going to win. Yeah. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Good yeah, thanks for Appreciate yeah, it. Uh, have a good night, guys. Let's do two more callers. I thought we were going to 8.30. Or you got to get out of here. Um, I need to get somewhere before it closes. Oh, it closes. Okay. All right. Uh, we Unfortunately, we got a ton of... Well, not unfortunately. We got a ton of people hanging out tonight. So thanks to everybody who's been hanging out. And I know, you know we can't get to everybody. So appreciate people's patience. Uh, we'll take two more then. And, uh, and then we'll move on to our email callers. So sorry to people who aren't getting in tonight. We're doing the best we can with it. Appreciate everybody's patience. Jack, you're good to go if you're ready. All right. So I just moved into A&M when going through orientation well, today. You moved to where? Sorry. Texas A&M University. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, today was orientation, and we had had to sit through a session about encouraging people to be politically correct. Yeah, it's an infiltrated Texas A&M. Oh, no. I thought they were pretty conservative there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but even they're not invincible. Even they're penetrable. But, yeah, I mean, so what what did they say? You have some examples. We have a yeah. They said that we have a right to be respected. And okay, but that, but what does that, that what does that mean? Like you know, it, I guess if you're trying to facilitate a functional school, maybe yeah, you don't want people like harassing each other. But does that mean that I can't voice opinions that are different from yours? That kind of thing. I mean, they told us not to make like offensive jokes or something like that. Apparently, it's wrong to ask. Like, for example, apparently it's like wrong to ask a girl wearing a heat job where they're from. Or, or yeah, ask what like, shitty country blind. are you from? Is that <laughs> or a ask what, or it's, it's wrong to ask a blind person what, how they watch TV or something like that. But that's in, so it's wrong to ask interesting questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and but yeah, the part about saying you have the right to be respected is what really got on my skin because, I mean, the way I saw it, well, we're seeing it. Respect, it's, you don't have a right to be respected. Respect is not given. It's yeah, it's, it's sort of weird, too. It's also kind of context-dependent. Like, I understand maybe more formal rules like that in a classroom setting. But, yeah, I mean, well, I but what about, really... like, just in my dorm when I'm just bullshitting yeah. with my friends or something, you know? Yeah, I, I think what they really mean is you have a right, you have a right to dignity. Yeah, but you have a right to these like subjective feelings. That's the problem that you end up with is like suddenly I'm responsible for upsetting your feelings when there's no objective standard about how to measure or enforce the whole thing. It's like argument saying you have have a right to be to not be offended. Which is unfortunate. I mean, the whole purpose of, of college, and that's why I enjoyed my years so much, was to consider ridiculous ideas, consider right. outrageous ideas, consider... Yeah. Consider the merits of communism, for example, (laughs) that kind of stuff. But like, but on the other side of it, argue why, like argue why the Nazis ought to march through Skokie, Illinois, those types of questions. And I don't think that's an outrageous thing to say either, but like things that are 
conceptually challenging, conceptually difficult. You know what I mean? Things that make you uncomfortable. That's what it was all about. Yep. But far up there, I said this. I mean, you don't call retarded, retarded people retarded. That's a bad taste. <laughs> you call your friends retards when they're acting retarded. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, certainly, I think it's different if I'm at school, if someone says something in class and I get blurred out, shut up, retard, in the middle of class. <laughs> that's different than like me walking in the lunch line with my friend and calling him a retard for, I don't know, doing yeah. something dumb. Totally yeah. different. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the, yeah. Whole, the whole thing about offensive jokes, I mean, just, I mean, here's an offensive joke. What does a black woman call her, call her um, five identical quintlets? <laughs> I don't know. What? Tyrone, 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 and Tyrone. Wow. That counts you talking about heart. <laughs> okay. I can't believe it. Thank you for Someone that. Have have so much like hate. Have a good night. Hard. All right. Bye. Probably my birthday, by the way. Oh well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'll be twenty. All right. Well, well, fight the good fight at at school, man. Try yeah. to push back on this stuff as long as you're not harm, you know, doing harm to yourself in the process. Yeah, of course not. All right. Thank you, man. Uh, Method is going to get the last call. Let's see if we can get Method in here. Method, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, man. How are you guys doing tonight? We are all right. How are you? Hey, I'm glad I got in. Last caller, man. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Sure. Hey, I uh, want to give you guys a choice for your last caller. Two subjects. We can either talk about uh, representatives swearing in on the Quran, or we can discuss mm. the effects of the shutdown from the perspective of someone on the inside. It's up to you guys. I'm more interested in Quran talk, yeah, let's but okay. Great. All right. So the reason that Quran swearing in, in my opinion, was even possible is because of the precedent established by the practice of swearing in on the Bible in the first place. Mm -hmm. That one small intrusion of religion into the common government practices kind of opened the door for a lot of more pernicious belief systems, different belief systems to enter the political sphere, if you take my mm -hmm. meaning. Uh, if you take a step back and look at it, sorry, I wrote this down. If you can't tell, I'm reading out yeah, yeah. I'm writing it. here. Uh, you can see it's a pattern that's actually developed over years. Government has a history of allowing religious texts to be distributed to prison inmates, for example. Started obviously with the Bible, but now we have Qurans written to the Wahhabi tune being distributed to prisoners in our prison system, and that's hmm. subsidized by the government. Hmm. Uh, we have that's why conversion to Islam is so common while people are incarcerated, that kind of thing. Um, and then, like, you know, a lot of those Qurans are written to the Wahhabi tradition. You have a lot of people being radicalized in prison. It's a very, mm -hmm. very serious problem. Even Christian chaplaincy in the U.S. military kind of opened the door to Muslim chaplains. You know what I mean? So it just, it's a question of how far we're willing to be pushed in our, you know, out of our comfort zone. It's like, you know, I understand why Christians want, you know, Christian chaplains in, in military. I can sympathize with, you know, that desire. But, you know, I guess my question would be, to what degree do you think that uh, that religion should be involved at all in the public sphere politically? Oh boy, I sense I sense maybe the route you're going down is is just restricting religious elements in any sort of government setting at all. Am I correct in maybe surmising yeah. that's more your position? I really don't have one, man. I don't see a good answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just I, see a massive, I'm not, massive problem. I'm not totally comfortable with that. I mean, it's like. Uh, Am, am I really happy to see U.S. representatives swearing in on a Quran, a document that I believe hostile to the U.S. Constitution? No, I'm not happy to see that at all. Am I happy with the other option that you're saying of 
just no swearing in on religious texts whatsoever. Well, I guess in an ideal world, I'd like to have a representative swear on in the document of his or her choice, I right. suppose. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not happy with the standard of only Christian text either, though. Yeah. yeah uh, I, agree. I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, hmm. See what I mean about it being a conundrum? It's, uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. I, I did think it was funny, though, to see, yeah. to see representatives swearing in on a Quran that was owned by President Jefferson, the guy who initiated the Barbary conflict. Yeah, I got some emails about the history of that. Yeah, yeah, pretty hilarious. interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, stuff. I, guess, I guess the real problem is not, I mean, honestly, is the problem that, that we have representatives swearing in on the Quran or... I mean, if I'm going to be blunt, is the problem that we have increasing Islamization of the U.S. Congress? Like, I, do I care if they swear in on a Quran or not, or do I care that they're actually starting to right. um, expand Islamic ideology into the U.S. government? That's that's the yeah. real problem or the real issue that I would that I would see. Uh, yeah. So then, you, but then I, I don't really get around the question because what's the answer? Is the answer religious test for government? I can't support that. Uh, you know, I guess the answer is. I mean, you, you got to start thinking about how serious you are about your immigration policies and about maintaining, integrating people, maintaining, I don't know, maintaining status quo without radically altering your country through, you know, importing people of different values and different, different beliefs and all that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. have a great answer for you. I wish I did. Yeah. Just wanted to kind of pick your guys' brains. Um, mm. The last thing I would say is you guys always pull me in right after Vox. So just to continue something he had said to you, you don't mm. need to read all of Ayn Rand. Don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> okay. Just read. I, I think it's if you want a recommendation, noted. if you want a recommendation, I would rec if you're going to read something, if read for the new intellectual, it's kind of a, it's kind of a compilation of a bunch of her best work and okay. it's a lot shorter than, and it doesn't have a narrative because she was terrible at constructing this. Mm. So, okay. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Thanks for yeah, coming. Man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, so we'll, we'll call callers there. Sorry, we I know we got a long list of people trying to get in tonight. We're just not going to be able to do it, but I appreciate everybody hanging out. And of course, we'll, we'll keep doing it each and every Wednesday. If you're having trouble getting in, uh, send us an email, beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call and show question in the inbox or in the uh, the subject line, I should say, and we'll respond to them. So let's get through these uh, email questions. And then we'll talk uh, Super Chats and Streamlabs before we get out of here. Keaton says, uh, oh, we already we already talked about this one, right? Yeah, we, we got this one on the fly last week about uh, rail guns. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I'll get rid All of right, this one. is from Beth. Hi, guys. Really annoyed I couldn't unmute as I wanted to say thank you to you guys, Blonde in particular. It's given me the confidence to be able to quit work and support my husband to become the main income earner. I believe the B. I believed the BS that you can have it all as a family career, etc. After four children and returning to work within months and continuing to breastfeed, my body finally gave up and said no more. The feminist Kool Aid is destructive for families, health, and sanity. I've canceled my Patreon and will support you guys again in some other way when it becomes available. Thank you again from Beth. Thank you so much, uh, Beth. I really Beth appreciate was, that. Beth was Arya, yeah. who, which spawned the Game of Thrones talk. So thank yeah. you, Beth. Glad to hear it. Uh, JT Goldfish says, just wondering with the red flag law, would it be an option instead of going straight to a judge to take guns away? Family, friends, or law enforcement go to a judge asking for a mental evaluation for 48 hours, whereas after the 48 hours, there is a hearing that the person can plea his or her case, but also allow time for the person to hire an attorney. Because uh, if there's going to be an expedited hearing to move swiftly, why take guns from mentally unstable persons when you can put them in a hospital for evaluation? 
which if they are a danger to themselves or others would get help first before their rights are being violated. So I'm not totally familiar about what certain red flag laws instituted in states so far say, and I know there's a federal proposal to do this as well. So I'm not totally um, clear on what the status quo is necessarily, but I suppose if I had to choose between asking a judge for possible involuntary commitment to a mental institution versus asking a judge for involuntary seizure of firearms, as we saw happen in Maryland, there was a, we didn't even talk about it on the show, but this already happened in Maryland. Police went to a house to, to oh, serve that's right. yeah, one yeah. of these red flag law confiscations. And the guy ended up being shot dead because there was an armed confrontation with the police. I don't know enough about what happened there to say like, were the police at fault? Was the guy at fault? But I do think that when you're, creating court orders to seize guns, seize property, even if they're, even if that person is a legitimate risk, there's probably a, uh, you're probably creating more risk there than is necessary to solve the problem that JT's solution might be a better fix for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if, this sounds like an idea that I'd probably be more on board with than, than what we're talking about with most of these red flag laws. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hmm. This is big LC. Hi, Matt and Blonde. So an interesting question news, uh, question posed on Dave Rubin's stream last night um, and I wanted to hear your answer to it. If Sargon had used the N-word as a pejorative towards black people as opposed to using the alt-right's language against them, would that have changed your uh, either of your personal views on the saga or the views of others in this sphere on YouTube? Mm. And would we have seen a backlash against Patreon that we've seen over the last month? It wouldn't have changed my opinions about it. Um, it was set on a different platform. And, you still uh, have that problem, yeah. You still have that problem, but I think that generally the community would not have gotten behind them. Yeah, I uh, in general, I I'm not a fan of speech policing, even if it is like racism for with racist intent. I would rather I would rather see a hands off approach to that sort of thing, and you can let the market decide. You can let Sargon's audience decide. You know, like I guess the the question for me that I'd prefer to answer is if Sargon did that, would I have stayed on as a patron of his? Let's say he mm -hmm. did that and said, and then was kind of challenged on it and said, no, no, I I I hate the n words, I hate the black people. Let me be clear. Well, I'd like each individual patron to evaluate that statement yeah. for himself or herself. I don't. It's such a silly thing to consider because I could never see him or hear him doing this. But if he did. I imagine maybe I would adjust my support. Yeah. <laughs> but but I but yeah, I mean I'm not comfortable with the standard that like basic words even if they are quote unquote hateful ought to be judged and policed by the big tech Silicon Valley powers that be. I would much rather have a system where they say as long as it's not criminal speech, which this would not be in that case, that's not criminal speech. We're hands off you guys can evaluate for yourself what you want to support or not. Mm -hmm. That's the solution I'd like to have. And and so, and the other question too, would there have been backlash against Patreon? We've seen this last month. I don't think so. If they, I think generally speaking for the broad population, if, if Sargon said the N word with malicious intent, racist intent, and they banned him, I think a huge section. I think I would, I think people like us that, that say that should still be a market decision would probably be in the minority. People would still say, or people would say, I think it's fine that they banned him. That's obvious racism. Yeah. Go for it. And I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying if I ran the platform, that's how I would prefer to run Me too. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess let's get into some super chats. Um, okay. Keaton Matthews. So blonde, there's a show that will make you smile and laugh. It's on YouTube. It's Helsing ultimate, a bridge, Google, fuck the fear, Turkey. 
I will try to remember. Mm. It's hard for me right. to commit things to memory. Yeah. Um, Mellow E, Matt and Tim pool conversation win. Hi, Blonde. That's actually happened. It ha it happened a about ago. a year ago. I haven't. I don't have anything scheduled, but um, but I've been in communication with Tim over all the Patreon stuff. So I'm sure we could probably make this happen if uh, if there's demand for it. I know a fat guy, Matt. The Green New Deal is 18.2 trillion dollars each year over 10 years for a total of 182. Okay. So 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 we, yeah, <laughs> it is we... the entire U.S. GDP. Oh Jesus! We have to commit to her plan. DCC or DC Corso nuclear power is by far the best energy source when it comes to carbon emissions, but the science hating liberals hate it. Why, why do they hate it? I don't, what's the deal with that? Is um, it because it has potential for catastrophe? Is that, is that the, I don't deal? know. Is that's that the their... claim that I hear get made hmm. most frequently. Uh, Thiago Valcazara. Um, I don't know what this means. And I'm always afraid to say something in another language. <laughs> It's probably a trap. I know it is. Follow sway putos. We just say putos is whores, right? We just want say, please be happy. I, I, I don't know. Does that mean? Or is that putas? Sorry, putas. Says putos. putos. I don't know. Sorry if Male I said something wrong. I don't know. Semper Adnaliora. Regarding why the far left has become religious, you can take away a man's gods, but only to give him others in return from yeah. young, the undiscovered self, a good and relevant read for modern times. Thank you. And hmm. last one is from Lola Chrisman. Actually, let me reload really quick. This might not be the last one. Do, do. I got oh, a couple not. over on Streamlabs. Um, it doesn't have to be religious. Kristen sent him a sworn Congress using a copy of the Constitution. Cheers. Sharp breath, Scorpion. I might be stuck in Denver tomorrow. Were you all planning on having them meet up? Also, Blonde Watch Vomit Cake by Filthy Frank. It will make your day. I, somebody else told me to watch that. Um, uh, as far as the meetup, I believe it's planned for tomorrow. There is still a link to a Google form to get in touch with Michael about what that's about. So go to the description on our Sunday podcast, the video of our Sunday podcast. You can find the link in there and fill out the Google form and he'll get your information. David Jones is blonde. Watch French boxer botch box with French riot police might cheer you up. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. That's all of our... Uh, Kyle Climate <clears throat> says President Trump should ask for $50 billion for the wall uh, and the wall to be made of solar panels because my global warming. Imagine lib <laughs> libtard warmest's head explode. Um, maybe uh, I, maybe he has an opportunity to get a little more trolley like that. Yeah, I'm on board with the Green New Deal, but we're going to generate a lot of power off the wall. But of course, they'd never do that, right? Yeah, really. Mm. J, uh, JM says AOC doesn't seem to get that weird... Oh, she doesn't seem to do that weird look uh, she has quite as much anymore. She blinks super slow lately, too. I'm thinking she's Botoxing her eyelids or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't is that environmentally responsible? Are there environmental consequences to uh, is that? Does that contribute to carbon emissions? Botox? Do you know? Who knows? All right. Uh, apologies for the abbreviated show this evening, but we're going to get out of here and uh, appreciate everybody hanging out and um, and supporting the show and all that. Um What's uh, what's coming up on Sunday? Of course, we'll break down the um, we'll break down the the Trump speech and the Pelosi and Schumer response. I have yep. that surprise cringe saved from last week, and I think it's on par with the abortion video. Ugh, Case could be made ruining my worse. life. So prepare yourself for that. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what else is uh, coming up, but but we'll have to see. Either I'm going to individually talk about it or we'll talk about it on Sunday. The meteorologist who accidentally said Martin Luther Kuhn and got fired. Oh, geez. Unbelievable story. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks. Bye, guys.